0: to Happy Healthy Crazy, the podcast dedicated to bringing encouragement, healing, and support to all those living with mental illness. I'm your host, Bill, and I'm learning how to add happiness and health to my crazy. Today we are talking about recovery from child abuse. I'm not a licensed therapist or doctor, just a person like you living with mental illness every day. I hope that my stories will help you as we together continue our struggle for wholeness. Thanks for joining me. Now, let's get started. Last week, we began a discussion on child abuse. We examined what child abuse is and how it damages lives. We talked about its direct link to mental illness. I shared stories of my abuse experiences and the consequences they have had in my life. If you haven't yet had a chance to listen to that podcast called The Damage of Child Abuse... I encourage you to go back and check it out. Today we are returning to this difficult but important subject to focus on, recovery. As I am discovering, there is hope for healing and happiness after child abuse. I'd like to share a few things I'm learning as I move through my own journey of recovery in the hope that they may help you in yours. First, recovery from child abuse is a process. Child abuse leaves behind a very complicated, deep-seated tangle of pain and destruction in the heart and soul. Because of this, it is not quickly or easily resolved. Unfortunately, I could not simply make a choice to be healed of my wounds and find it immediately completed. I wish there were a quicker and easier way, but the truth is that recovery takes time, patience, perseverance, and lots of hard work. 35 years after my first experience with abuse, I have been fortunate to have had a lot of great help, and I have made significant progress in my recovery. The memories don't come as often as they used to, and when they do, they have less and less power over me. The guilt and shame I once had has largely faded. Much of my anger is gone, and I have even been able to forgive some of what happened. But... There are parts of my recovery that I'm still working on, and I may be for years to come. It's a process worth going through, but it is a process. Second, recovery requires safety and stability. According to Dr. Phil Quinn, author of From Victim to Victory, Prescriptions from a Child Abuse Survivor, We need to have our basic needs met before we will be comfortable enough to start work on our recovery. He states, The first step in recovery is to relieve the immediate stress of deprivation that may threaten survival. This includes food, shelter, clothing, transportation, employment, and medical treatment if needed. In my case, in order to begin healing, I had to first leave home. Because although my basic needs were being met there, I was also always under the threat of more abuse. Moving away to college put me in a healthier environment. On my own, I actually did begin to work through the abuse I had suffered, my first baby steps towards recovery. I can remember on one occasion calling my father and telling him I would forgive him for some of what he had said and done to me. I was hoping that maybe we could have talked through some of what had happened and improve our relationship. As you can probably guess, that conversation didn't go very well, but at least I was taking positive action to begin healing. It was made possible because I felt safer and more stable at school. Beyond needing the abuse to end, I also needed medical treatment. One of the consequences of the abuse I suffered was that I developed mental illness. While it may not have been caused solely by abuse, and probably wasn't, it was certainly made worse by it. For years, I struggled with depression, anxiety, and bipolar disorder on my own, not even realizing I had a health problem. But once my issues were finally diagnosed and I began receiving help for them, I discovered that I was much better able to think about my past abuse. Over the years, I've had hundreds of hours of individual therapy, participated in multiple therapy groups, been hospitalized, and taken many different prescription medications under the direction of doctors. I continue to receive treatment today and plan to for the rest of my life. Without a doubt, being treated for mental illness has better enabled me to continue my recovery from child abuse. I don't think I would have made the progress I have without it. Third, some parts of recovery are painful. More than one of my therapists have warned me before beginning therapy, it's going to get worse before it gets better. And I've learned that they were right. Doing the work to go back to old wounds, rip off the band-aids, and clean them out can really hurt. It's a good kind of hurt that leads to real healing, but still, it's painful. For example, one of the exercises I did in therapy was to first recount a specific abuse experience in detail, and then talk about how that experience had made me feel at the time, and how it still felt. That was very tough. I didn't want to talk about either what happened or how it had made me feel. I had spent years burying those memories and I didn't want to dig them back up. When I did, it hurt. Then the therapist asked me to imagine that my adult self was back at the moment of my abuse and that I was able to talk with my child self. What would you say to yourself right now, I was asked. Wow. As I talked to my child self, I found myself speaking truth that I desperately needed to hear. I told myself that the abuse wasn't my fault and that I didn't do anything wrong. I said that I was a good kid and that I was being taken advantage of by bad people. I told myself that what they were doing was wrong because it hurt me. I said I deserved to be loved and cared for and protected and that I mattered. As I did this, I felt a new strength and peace enter my soul. The hurt began to lessen. I was beginning to find healing, but to get there, I first had to be willing to face some painful memories. As Dr. Quinn explains, recovery can be a painful experience, at least at first. But there is even greater pain in continued victimization and living in bondage to an abusive past. Just as a little pain is inflicted with a needle when we receive a shot to prevent the greater pain of sickness and disease, so, too, the process of recovery can be uncomfortable as we strive to relieve our suffering. Fourth, recovery is circular, not linear. As I'm sure you can tell, I tend to be an organized, sequential type of a person. I like to-do lists and I feel accomplished when I check off each item as I complete them. But, I've had to learn that recovery from child abuse and its effects does not occur in a straightforward, step-by-step manner. It's not the type of thing that we can check off as we go along, forever putting each issue behind us. Rather, it often involves working on one issue as long as we can, then moving into the next issue, and then circling around again to work on the original issue, when we're ready. It's like a series of interconnecting circles or spirals, not a line. Each issue we address leads us into others, and they back again to each other, and on and on. Completing recovery is not based on finishing a certain task, but on becoming healthy and whole, perhaps for the first time in our lives. Fifth, Recovery can reconnect us with our true selves. As I mentioned in my last podcast, one consequence of my abuse was that I disconnected from who I really was, my true self. In other words, when I was growing up, I hid my feelings, thoughts, and desires deep inside because they weren't safe in my dysfunctional home. I tried to survive by putting on a mask, pretending, and performing to avoid more abuse. Even after I grew up and moved out, I continued these behaviors. An important part of my recovery has been peeling back the layers that kept me safe in childhood and finding out who I truly am on the inside today. For instance, I used to think that I was a natural extrovert that loved crowds and wanted the stage. This was a role that I had filled many times in my younger years, a big part of my public persona. But once I started to allow myself to be me, I found out that I'm actually an introvert. And although I'm very good on a stage, it drains me to be in a crowd. Discovering this explained so much and liberated me from the constant pressure of always trying to be exuberant and outgoing. Now I feel freer to just be quiet, introverted me. And I am much happier in that role. In his book, Healing the Child Within, Discovery and Recovery for Adult Children of Dysfunctional Families, Dr. Charles Whitfield explains it this way, When we come from or when we are our true self, we feel alive. We feel current, complete, finished, appropriate, real, whole, and sane. We don't have to do anything to be our true self. It just is. If we simply let it be, it will express itself with no particular effort on our part. Sixth, we have the power to recover from child abuse. At various points along my recovery journey, it seemed I would never get any better. The damage was so great, and the pain was so real, that I couldn't see any brighter days ahead. There were moments when even though I was working hard, I felt like I was going backwards. I wondered if I would ever overcome the effects of what I had suffered, and doubted if I even could. But as I kept pressing on, I discovered an inner strength I didn't know I had. I learned that, as Dr. Quinn puts it, You have the power to change within you. It's the same power you use to survive. And, over time, I have changed. I have found peace and healing and recovery. I'm not finished yet, but I'm better now than I was. And let me encourage you, too. If I can get here, so can you. Whatever your situation, there is hope. You, too, can experience healing from the wounds of child abuse. It will take time and work It will be hard, and at times it will hurt, but you can do it. Please, make the choice today to begin your journey. Recovery is possible, and it begins with acknowledging that we have power over our lives. If you really want to get well, says Dr. Quinn, then you will seriously go about the business of recovery. There is only one way to make it happen, and that is to just do it. Get up, get ready, get help, get out, and get on with it. The rest of your life is worth whatever it takes today and tomorrow to reclaim it. Well, that wraps it up for today's show. Thanks for listening to this edition of Happy Healthy Crazy. I'm so glad you made time in your day for us. I'd love to get your feedback on today's show or any other comments or questions you may have. As always, please contact me at bill at Until our next episode, have a great week. And remember, it's okay to be broken. We're in this together. And our stories are far from over. Hi, this is Bill, host of Happy Healthy Crazy. If your civic group, church group, or recovery program is looking for an inspirational speaker for your next function, consider inviting me. My dynamic presentations increase understanding of mental illness, encourage those living with it, and let others know how they can help. Each presentation is fully customizable to your group's needs. I've shared my stories with many groups, ranging from a handful of people to crowds of hundreds. I would love the opportunity to speak to your group, too. Please contact me via email at bill at happyhealthycrazy.com for more information. Thanks, and I look forward to hearing from you soon.